Hello and welcome to your weekly podcast from Freestyle Media uh, in partnership with the Magic 5, where you can get 15% off a pair of their custom fit goggles uh, by using the link in the description to this episode. Uh, do also check out Oxalt Strength and Conditioning. Uh, so that's Nathan Oxford. Uh, he works with athletes, including swimmers, uh, and he's been getting great results uh, for his swimmers, both in and out of the pool. Uh, so you can check his stuff out on www.oxalt.com. Uh, so this week, uh, we are going to talk about mental health um, and the impact that swimming has on our mental health, uh, whether it's um, a good thing or sometimes a hindrance. And so to join me with that conversation, uh, we've got Beth Hogg uh, and James Simpson out in Club La Santa. Uh, how are you both? Hello. Yeah, really good. Very good, thanks. Very, All good. Very yeah, good. I mean, you're, looking, you're looking very tanned, which is, which is good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, we've also got James Barrick. Uh, welcome back to the, uh, the podcast, mate. Evening. You okay? Not too bad. Good, good. Coming off the back of a few days ill. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, drag myself out of bed just for you. <laughs> well, uh, no, we appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and it's also a podcast debut. Uh, well, a podcast, uh, a debut on this podcast, Joe Beardsworth. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for inviting me. No, absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, so I thought what we would do is we'd start off by just having a general check-in as to where we're all at at the moment in our lives. Just give us a little flavour and then actually talk about how swimming uh, is then affecting that, if it's having a positive uh, impact or a negative impact. So just just as an example, um, for me personally, life is good at the moment. I've just had a nice summer. You know, we had a nice unexpected week of weather uh, just the other week, which was lovely. I'm going on holiday next week, so I'm feeling great uh, and swimming is so positive for me at the moment because it's like a real focus um i'm racing this weekend it's the first time i'll have raced for three months and then we've got nationals coming up as well so um yeah life's good for me and actually swimming yeah swimming's just a really really big part of that um so joe would you like to kind of start and, and give us a little flavor as to where you're at yeah uh, well actually i am normally in the same space as you i'm always in there because i'm so resilient um but this week you've caught me at a really stressed time, actually. So I'm sort of, you know, in the survival zone at the moment. There's been so much going on in my life, so much going on at work. Um, but the the sort of silver lining is I'm going to La Santa next week. So that should hopefully get me back into that performing zone. Yeah. Brilliant. No, that sounds good. Well, yeah, and, and I hope I hope it does for sure. And uh, James, we've already alluded to the fact that you've you've been a little bit under the weather recently, but um, but generally, how are you feeling? And, and kind of how is swimming helping or hindering? Uh, oh God, well, a um, bit, bit of a restructure at work, so different ways of working and changing. So all the stresses that are coming with that at the moment, that's coming thick and fast. I mean, it, it's a pressure environment. You know, no, no two ways about it. But swimming, perfect because as I alluded to when I was last on. Between being at work and going home, I have my training session and that's just the place for me to unwind, relax as much as you can during a training session. So by the time I get home, the stresses of the workday, they're washed away. So swimming really is helping at the moment. No, I'm glad. Although I, I don't agree with relax because your training is just sprint, 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 isn't it? And there's nothing relaxing about that. I did some <laughs> hundreds recently. <laughs> that's about the further show so no i like it that's good um so beth and beth and james you're out in the in la santa so i'd imagine that life is feeling quite good for you guys right now i'd say so yeah it's not a bad life out there is it no it's <laughs> yeah and i've just i've just finished uh i've just finished my phd as well so i'm yeah. like literally about to hand that in so i feel like all the stress is kind of 
it's pretty much starting to like tail off now. So I've just got to basically get get back mm-hmm. from the side next week, submit it, and then I'm a free woman, which is pretty good. Oh, yeah. So I'm feeling pretty That's nice. And swimming is like the best outlet yeah. for that. So it's been the best outlet for the last like basically for since I started swimming again. So it's been great. Yeah, no, I'm glad. Uh, and and Simo, like, is this your? No, this is not your first time at um, Los Angeles. Is it? You've been a few times now. No, yeah, I've been. Um, I think I've been two times before. Haven't I? Yeah, I've come out and uh, visited. Yeah, um, yeah, it's going all right. I think, like, sort of like how James and Joe alluded to, is like that swimming is always doesn't matter how you feel. You get in the water and you you switch onto your swimming mode. It's almost like two se- like separate personalities. So it is. Yeah, work's mm-hmm. been stressful and. Just, Always will be and always has been, but it's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, swimming's going all right. Happy, enjoying it, and yeah, I'll let it continue. Yeah, I'm glad. I, I really like the phrase about the two, the two sort of the split personality because there are times when I'm at work and I'm so like mentally I'm so switched on to the job that I do that I almost like forget I even swim. It's, it's as if like swimming doesn't even exist. And then I like log off at the end of the day and I think, oh, I've got training tonight. And then I'm at swimming and it's as if I don't have a job. <laughs> like I'm, I'm so all in on what I'm doing. It's, um, yeah, it, it's funny how it kind of works. And that split personality is definitely a thing for me. Um, but let's talk about our relationship with swimming generally. Um, would we say it was positive or negative, first of all? Um, James Barrick, I'll come to you. Positive or negative? You know, as a rule, of thought, yeah, it's going to be positive overall. But, you know, there's, there's that negative aspect that comes into it because, you know, Obviously, we're getting closer to nationals. You're going to start probably putting a bit more pressure on yourself with the, the thought of performance and building up and getting ready for that. So, yeah, that's probably going to add some negative um, thought—not negative thoughts, but you know, negative pressure that you may or may not put on yourself. But uh, you know, as a whole, certainly swimming, positive, like I say, as we've all alluded to, that the fact we can use swimming as an outlet to get away from our day-to-day lives and such and you know you can use that so for me overall swimming definitely a positive within my life yeah i'm glad you said that and i'm interested about the the negative slant that you took there saying about the stress that you feel around nationals Mm. joe i'm going to come to you on this um Mm. because i'd imagine we all feel heightened stress around competition because we want to do well and it might feel like a negative sort of where it might it might bring negative feelings but do you think that is actually a negative thing or do you think somewhere it's actually a positive thing that you kind of feel nervous and it's it's positive but maybe just maybe doesn't feel like that yeah i mean i always i am a person who always tries to flip to the positive i always do that and i i know what you mean what you're saying there james but i think what i do is i when I first came back from swimming, I remember doing the nationals for the first time and I was really nervous because I hadn't competed for so long. But then I thought, what the hell am I doing? You know, why am I being so nervous? What do I do it for? What's my purpose? And I just thought, this is what I love. It's my sanctuary. You know, I, I just, it's an escape. I can be me. And, and so I tend to think it doesn't matter how I perform against others. It's, I just want to enjoy it. I'm here to enjoy it. And I, I think that really changes my mind. I just think, what am I here for? You know, stop shaking, get on with it, do it. You train all the time, so just have a go, really. I know that sounds, you could think, oh, God, that's easy, isn't it? But I know you just have to really think about why are we here? What, what is the purpose? That's yeah. what I tend to do. I think mm. it's that inherent fear of cocking it all up, you know, to put yeah. it 
to put it mildly, you know, you put all the work in, but once you get that first, you get in the warm up, you get that first race out of the way, those thoughts go. But it's just that little, that that just voice at the back of your head that always says, yeah. have you done enough? I think that mm. warm up helps, doesn't it? It really does. It gets that, some adrenaline, adrenaline out of your system. I think, you know, that really does help. Yeah, I think I think it's true. And um, Beth, I, I wonder what your thoughts on this is that like, maybe those negative feelings that we feel around like racing or whatever, is that because we're just so passionate about what we do? Because, you know, for example, to, to flip it uh, in something that I experience is that when I do this podcast, something that I really love doing, we have this uh, five second countdown that comes on the screen just just as we're about to record. And week in, week out, my throat just immediately dries up when I see the five second countdown. And yeah, I love doing it, but you know, that feels like a negative feeling just for like a few seconds, but I wonder if it is just because it's a passion. And so it's something that we want to do really well at. Yeah. I think you definitely get, you definitely get some negative self-talk when you really care about races and you care about competitions. I think that's always, you're always going to have that kind of voice in your head that argues your positive voice. Um, And I think like the more you care about it, the more I care about something, the more nervous I get. Um, So. Especially like you can tell, like I can always tell, like my the events I care about at nationals or any competition, like more than the kind of fun events that I do because, or events that I haven't swam maybe for like a long time. Um, so like I'm like a mess before every two hundred backstroke, but if I'm just doing like a hundred <laughs> IM, like dancing on poolside, absolutely fine. You can vouch for this, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Simo, you came on the podcast in January and you talked about how your relationship with swimming has changed um, and how you used to get incredibly nervous. You still get nervous now, of course, but it used to really affect you. And now it's something that you've just learned to love. And I was kind of thinking about what you were saying there just recently in, in prep for this podcast. And I thought, is it that your relationship has changed or is it that actually those feelings that may have been a negative in the past, you've just you feel differently about those feelings, if that makes sense, and you flipped it into being a positive. So you still feel the same things, but you're more positive around the idea of that now. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I think the other day when um, Beth was talking about the podcast, that's something that me and you talked about, is that not necessarily it's the stress, it's your perception of that stress. And we looked and we like talked about and it is like, you probably still have the same feelings, like you say, you're absolutely right, but it's how you perceive that stress or that sort of nervousness and that worrying, mm-hmm. that, that like worrying thoughts inside your head. Like you look at some of the the best athletes, they thrive off that. They still get those thoughts. You know, they'll be stood behind the blocks at the Olympic Games, thinking, like James said, then they're going to cock it all up. But they love that. Like mm-hmm. they thrive off that. So I think they they just perceive that as that's part of the process. Like I'm going to go through a stage prior to my performance of thinking. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. You know, I've not trained hard enough. All those questions and all those thoughts you bring up, but that's part of the journey. So they accept that that if that happens, I'm doing something right, you know. And I guess it comes back to, like you were saying there, Joe, is that you just have to trust yourself. Like you trust what you've done is the right thing to have done. And then all those thoughts, that nervousness is going to happen. There's nothing you do about it, but you have to perceive it in a way of that's just part of the journey. That's part of the process of performing is that you're going to come across that and accept it and then you can focus on mm. the on the racing. Also, what he's really good at is kind of externalising all of his negative thoughts like before 
race day. So like weeks in advance, you'll have like, oh, I really want to do this, but you know, I'm just like thinking like, I don't know if I can do it. And then by the time it gets to race day, you're like kind of locked in and really solid, and you're like, I can do this. Mm. And like, he, you're really good at that. Mm. Um, mm. I was kind of like, I get to race day, and I'm the most nervous I've ever been through the whole run up yeah. to a position. So it's like very different approaches, and mm. I would say that yours is yeah. maybe more successful mm. than mine. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that don't, comes with practice. Don't you though, think so it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't oh. know if you guys felt felt the same because I was read, you know, I was reading Joe's questions beforehand, and I was sort of thinking back when I was an age group swimmer, I didn't get nervous, didn't have any fear, didn't care, you know, just rocked up, did my races, wow. regionals, not counties, nationals. It wasn't there, but it seems it's it seems to be part of growing up as you get older. You know, you always develop a bit more of a fear of heights, not because you're scared of the heights, but you're more yeah. aware of what would happen if you fell off. Very true. And I think I'm. I'm more critical and more analytical of myself swimming now than I ever was as an age group swimmer, which in turn has just put that little bit more self-stress on the situation. Mm-hmm. But again, th- you know, it refers back to... I was going to say sorry. that's quite... Sorry, I'm like, uh, 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 trying to talk here. Right. <laughs> sorry about that, guys. Um, but I was going to say, I'm the opposite to that. I think when I was a kid, I had parents to please, you know, and I didn't want to mess up for them. But now... I mean, one of the pieces of advice somebody gave to me ages ago, Lynn, if you're listening, um, he said to me, swim your own race. That, and that's it. As a master, it's mm. just you. You haven't got your parents saying, ah, you didn't do PB, you've, you know, whatever. And I just think, I just completely have more con, I'm, I'm probably be so nervous at Bolton on Saturday now, but who knows? <laughs> but I think, um, you know, normally I think, no, I've got to swim my own race. It's me. I've trained hard. If I don't do my PB, I sort of don't do it, but I'll give it my best shot. And, you know, mm. that, that's what I tend to do. So it's, we're all different, aren't we? We perceive it differently. Yeah. And Joe, I think your point there and James's point, those things can actually both be true at the same time because I think there is an element of I'm here, I'm a master swimmer, this is completely my choice now. So yeah. what is there to be nervous about? But actually, James, I agree with what you say because when I was an age grouper, I didn't know what analysis was. So I, yeah. I never analysed <laughs> what I did. Now, you know, I'm more aware of those things. And, you know, even just things like your coach videos you, you know, and so yeah. you get to see yourself swimming and you go, oh, my God, do I look like that? Whereas I didn't. <laughs> and, and so... My age group coach told me the exact same that Joe got told. You know, you swim your own race. You don't worry about anyone else. You just do what you need to do. And I still do that now. But, and luckily, my parents weren't, I don't want to say blase about it. They weren't pushy. They were just, you know, you swim because you want to do. We'll support you. Yeah. So I never I never felt that pressure. So it's probably where the, you know, that relaxed side. I mean, mm. my mum's still now. Oh, are you swimming this weekend? Yeah. Well, what are you swimming? The same races I did for you know for, for thirty years. I'm, I'm not suddenly going to become a four hundred IM swimmer overnight. So, yeah, I'm, luckily I didn't have that. But again, I think it, I think it's just the the knowledge that you acquire as you get older. Well, personally, that's probably added to to my extra stresses. Absolutely, Joe. Joe, I want to come to you on this. Do you think a lot of it is to do with um, the goals that we set ourselves, but also trying to look at things relative? It, with relativity um and an example that i'll give there is that so so simo is a lot faster than me but just hypothetically come the end of this year i might be sitting there going what a year i had i got x y and 
X, Y, and Z PBs. I feel great. Whereas Simo might go, oh, I got a couple of PBs there. Wasn't so happy with these races. It wasn't a success yet. Put me and him together and he'd beat me every day of the week. So do you think a lot of it is relativity and just how we set our goals? I think so. And how we sort of think, yeah, what we can do about it. Because I think nerves are brilliant. We've got to have the nerves and we can control the stress. I mean, I'm going into my work mode here because this is what I do, you know, uh, with people, yeah. mainly business people working on goals, etc. cetera. Um, but I, th I think we can really sort of bash down the obstacles, you know, to, to overcome it. I, I really do. We can, the mindset is so important. You can. I'm not saying it always works because sometimes it doesn't, but but you you can, you can you can actually smash it to to make yourself um, just just thinking about like I said the purpose. You have that choice. It's your race. Um, you've got to deliver it. You may cock up with the timing of it. Let's say in a 400 or an 800, which I've definitely done, gone out too fast, and and I sometimes think, oh, it doesn't hurt. What's pain? You know. But I mean, wow, it is big when it hits, isn't it? But. I, I do think that mindset mm. really plays a big part of it. Mm. Yeah, completely. James, are you more competitive now than you were as an age grouper or, or not even as an age group, but are you more competitive now than you were 10, 15 years ago? <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about this one. I was trying to think, and I mean, I was competitive then. and I'm, I would say just as competitive now, but I think the way I the way I think about it is probably sort of more intense now than it was back then. Mm -hmm. I mean, back then it was competitive, but, you know, the team I was with, age group, you know, a bunch of lads, we all, you know, we were all enjoying ourselves, but it was more internal than, than I ever thought external. So it was almost, it was almost a game, which is, you know, the stress was there, but, you know, you're 16, 17, 18, it, it doesn't affect you the same way you do when you're older. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely as competitive, but I just think of things differently now. Yeah, no, interesting. Uh, and and Beth and Simo, we, you know, you guys obviously, you're a couple. You're both swimmers. You both swim in the same club, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I know that I find if I'm stressed about swimming, I'm not quite sure who to talk to about that because, you know, I mean, may maybe my dad. My dad used to coach an age grouper, but he's not really been involved in swimming for a long, long time. Um, so I guess he's probably the the best person I can speak to because he understands the sport. You two have each other. A, do you find that helpful? Um, 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 or, or B, do you sometimes find that, I don't know, maybe just kind of get in the way of each other's thoughts sometimes? <laughs> um. <laughs> Probably a combination, Joe. You're going to start domestic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you ever want to speak to anyone, Joe, about your swimming, uh, you can always message me. You know, I'll be there for he's, you. He's, oh, <laughs> I'm speaking like you're not here, sorry. Um, yeah, Timo is really good at, being kind of a voice of reason um and is very good when you're having a bit of a spiral especially when you're feeling rubbish about races um can you give us an example of that beth so say say, say if you're feeling nervous going into your 200 back what's the sort of thing that Simo would do leading into that what would you say I don't know. it depends what you say to me really i think that's about to respond with the okay so I, maybe i will say like I I can't do it. I'm gonna swim crap. Um, I'm gonna do really badly. Yeah, I'd say that's totally normal. Everyone's thinking that. Yeah. Most people behind the blocks are in going through the same process. It's totally normal to do that because mm -hmm. it means something to you. Like the race itself, like you said before, 
you probably put more pressure on yourself because uh, in swimming because you have a high in your eyes it has a higher value than other things so that's why it means so much to you so you're always going to doubt yourself more because there's that like at the end of the rainbow there's this golden pot of like this glorious 200 backstroke which yeah. you want to achieve but there's a storm in the way and they're your thoughts it's that's the way that it sort of comes across and you're sort of that inner monologue is just trying to chew away at any ounce of positivity to get there but you just have to sort of normalize it like that's totally normal like every athlete goes through the same thing yeah and then failing that mm. if and, I'm, and, 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 failing that yeah. if i'm really unreasonable he's like i'm not having this like i'm just just stop, just stop. <laughs> yeah yeah which, which, which sometimes you do and just to flip it then um Simo, so so let's say when you actually go to a competition and the pair of you are there you're both swimming you've both got your own races to kind of think about but you also want to be there for each other is what kind of things is is beth saying to you ahead of a race especially if you're going for a race where you think you know i could win this for example is beth talking you calming you down is she hyping you up like what's what's the dynamic she normally just gives me a hug and says smash it and that's, that's pretty much about it. And, and, There's you with and, and do you find that that kind of calm approach is good? Well, no, because I, I go to Beth sort of normally if she if she's there because sometimes we have conflicting sort of schedules. Schedules, and I'll say I'm going to go down for this race, and she go right, go and smash it. And I was like, right, I will do, and it's sort of like I like to see you before my race because it's sort of a bit thick, like you were saying that it's calming, like it's someone I know and calming. I, it is. <laughs> It's because I have a lot of thoughts as well that are sort of... Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's sort of a sense of reassurance. It's recorded. I think... Keep I think, it simple. I, I think, think that's what I prefer. I like it just to keep it simple. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think you maybe yeah. need less positive affirmations than me at the minute. You're kind of very, you're kind of very, like, mentally quite sound, whereas I can be a bit all over the place. Mm. But um, I feel like the longer that we've known each other, the kind of fewer things I have to say to him, because yeah, like, especially when we know how each other is swimming. At the minute you're swimming like pretty well mm. in like big competitions, um, and you kind of at the minute I don't need to say a lot, mm. but I feel like if you were having like a pretty bad run, I'd have kind of maybe more more reassurance for you but at the minute it's like you're pretty good at the minute you have like a lot of reassurance for me which is nice yeah no it sounds like a good dynamic and so joe obviously we've got nationals coming up soon you said you're racing at bolton this weekend yeah do you find that when you have a competition coming up that maybe heightens your stress and therefore maybe affects your relationship with swimming, whether, you know, cause maybe, maybe when you've just got a couple of months of no racing, just training, maybe it just feels like a really lovely thing to do at the end of the day after you, after you work. But then when you've suddenly got races coming up, you're thinking, Oh my God, like I can't train tonight. That stresses me out. Cause I want to get my sessions in. Like, do you find that your relationship changes when you've got a competition? Mm, it, that's a, I, the thing is, I think if I can't go swimming, I get stressed anyway, you know, a little bit more. And I, that's what I was meaning this week. I've been overwhelmed, which I'm not often overwhelmed with everything because I try and control it. Um, but a load of things have been out of my control. I've had a back, bad back as well. So I haven't been able to train. And that actually did get me because swimming is like, I love it. Like 
everyone else on here does. It's like my therapy. So mm. I couldn't have that. And I feel that that is the reason because I couldn't go, you know, as much that has, has built, you know, perhaps built up the back pain and built up the stress um, as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. James, have you ever found that you've had to take a week off from swimming? Not because physically you need a break, but you just think, do you know what, mentally I'm getting maybe too obsessed with this. I just need to take a step back. I never have, but looking back and thinking back, there are probably times when I should have. Um, yeah. You know, you, you, you get to the stage where you, you, you burn out because, you know, you are, you're thinking nationals or euros or worlds as in, 12 15 20 weeks and you're just plowing yourself into it and you know yeah there are a few times i sort of look back and thought i've gone too hard into this at that particular time and it's cost further down the line yeah. um i know a few times i've had a stu- few stupid injuries where it's like no i must keep going it's in your head you know you don't want to lose the sessions um but yeah ultimately i never have taken off because of but i'm, I'm looking back i probably should have a few times do you ever take time off though, James? Because I know a lot of people, maybe after nationals, for example, say, right, I'm going to give myself a month off. I know, again, Beth and Simo, they like got into climbing, I think, last year. Like, have you ever had a time where you've just thought, actually, yeah. I'm just going to have a break just for a laugh and run or play rugby or something? Uh, only when I gave up after age group. Since I've been back in Masters, it's just sort of been a, a couple of weeks off of Christmas and sort of a week or two off in the summer, you know, the sort of first half of the year, second half of the year. Never. I've never gone, oh, you know, that's it. I, I need a, a three-month break. I'm going to go and change another, to another sport. I just I enjoy swimming too much. And I think, again, the psychology of it, there's that fear that if I'm out for too long, it's just going to be too painful and hard to get back in after that much time. Yeah. How, so how do you feel about the Christmas break then? If you know you're going to have a couple of weeks off, probably everybody else's as well. Are you okay with that? Or do you think, oh, this is going to be painful in January? I try to do a bit of damage limitation in the months leading up, so I try, I try to keep as you know true to training as through as much of December as I possibly can. Um, I generally go and visit my parents over Christmas back in Norwich, so there's a, a nice fifty minute pool there. So it's a case of I plan to swim every other day. If I don't, I'm not that bothered because at the end of the day, you know, you, you've got to you've got to switch off physically and mentally for a little while so it's just nice to not think right I've finished work I've got to get off to training it's like I know what times the pool's open if my family say should we go and do this yeah tell you what we're going to do that but I'm supposed to go training doesn't matter it's obvious yeah. you know, it's, it's like chocolate for breakfast it doesn't really it doesn't, it do, it doesn't count in that week it's very true Ch- chocolate <laughs> breakfast a beer at the airport 6am is exactly. absolutely fine doesn't yeah. matter um how about how about you joe have you ever had like an enforced break from from swimming like because you feel like you've needed to step back not really but i think it is a good thing especially with energy you know sometimes i don't sleep so well um and and then i think you know you just can't go in the morning you've only had three hours you, you know it's better to have that time off and actually watching other people um having a few days off it's not going to make that much difference maybe having a, mo- a month off yeah but um because it's that pain it's that i do have the fear of the pain coming back training that is for sure um but i think it is a good thing to take time off when you're not feeling 100 percent. definitely when you're not performing you've got to you've got to replenish haven't you you've got to rebuild basically the energy i i can notice when the energy is going down on me you know and i and i think you know maybe get more frustrated with 
different areas of your life or whatever and you just think hold on a bit you need to get to bed early or maybe take tomorrow morning off or or whatever that's what I tend to look for those triggers yeah that, that, that's definitely a healthy way of looking at it I'm going to put this question out to, to all of you so anyone feel free to to stick your hand up and, and answer this have any of you ever felt pressure in terms of like physically how you look so, you know, swimming is a very exposing sport. We're in our Speedos, we're in our Cozzy. Do you ever, have you ever had times in your life where you thought, I don't think I want to take my top off or whatever. And has, has that therefore made you think I don't really want to go swimming? Yeah. Yeah, is the honest answer. When, when I was younger, teenager, I had really bad acne. I mean, I've still got the scars now, but as a, as a kid, it was really bad. Um, and, you know, when it first came out, yeah, there was that, you know, get get into the pool as quickly as possible so no one saw it. Um, but, you know, over time, that went away because, you know, your, your mates, your teammates, they don't care. They're, you know, it's like, oh, whatever it is. And even now, I'm I'm not the smallest of guys, you know. I've got a, uh, certainly got a bit of extra around the middle and sort of even then you sort of look at some of your competition go, Ugh. But again, you know, you, you get over that. So, yeah, it, those thoughts have been there, but it's how you deal with them. Mm. And has anybody ever had any other kind of external factors that have then affected their love and value of swimming? Might be, might be a difficult question. I'm, think, I'm thinking yeah. maybe has anything happened at work or anything that's actually negatively or made you think negatively about swimming? I think just being in like toxic club culture when I was younger, which yeah. was what eventually forced me to, which has eventually forced me out of swimming. Um, and that, I think like there was a lot, there was a lot of, um, obviously it's, this is very like hot on the press at the minute, but there was a lot of um, body image issues in um, the, like the final club that I was at before quitting. Um, and there was yeah. a lot of like weight being taken and um Obviously, when you're a young teenager, you are, there are so many. I mean, everyone is always different shapes and sizes, but um, I think definitely I felt like I was a lot bigger than a lot of other girls, and that kind of made me not enjoy swimming and not not want to be in a costume. And I I still had that basically up to coming back. So I had it all the way through uni. Like, I still felt really insecure about that, and I kind of only really just started to get over that when I was went into master swimming. But mm. it's kind of like I've kind of got past it now. Like everyone looks different. There's no like standard body shape or size mm. or look. Mm. Um, master swimmers are, you know, a plethora of shapes, um, yeah. which I think is really beautiful about it. Like I think it's so. I think mm. it's amazing to see different different sorts of people get into training, get into master swimming. Yeah, yeah. and and I love how that. I love how that translates to to racing as well because you can be you can be stood behind the block and you know one person could be stood there five foot eight sixty five kilograms and some and then they could be stood next to somebody at six foot two and eighty five kilograms and yet you swim at the same speed and yeah. I just think that's really fascinating you're both completely different sculptures yet you're the same speed and, and but yet you approach the race differently and your stroke rates different your techniques different but the yeah. output is the same and I think that's yeah fascinating thing um 
Joe, have you ever had a break from swimming? Because I know that Simo, Beth, James, and myself, we all left swimming after age group and then actually had, you know, a number of years off, some of us more than others. Have you ever had a break from it in your life? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think I left at 18 when I moved away from home. And then I came back. Oh, well, actually, I did come back earlier, probably at age of 40, just for a couple of years. And then it was just too much. Yeah. I couldn't fit it in. And then I came back about, oh, God, my maths are terrible. I can't even count the lane, uh, the the laps. I'm just trying to think now. I came back about five years ago, something like that. Um, okay. So, but what going yeah. back to the body image, it's kind of funny because I remember when I ke- first came back um, and joined Wickham, um, I said, oh, God, I feel oh, really exposed in my costume. And I said, oh, my cellulite. I was going off like this. And he said, don't worry about that, Joe. We're not even looking at you. And basically, <laughs> it made me laugh. And I just thought, yeah, sod it, sod it. Who cares? And I think actually when you go to nationals or any competition in the, and I, I know Beth will have seen this, in the female change room, all shapes and sizes, no one gives a damn. We're, it all takes us like 20 minutes to get our nah. race suits on. That is a hideous sight, I can tell you. I mean, when I got back into a race suit, my husband, I, I was with my husband when I was trying one on and he was trying to peep around the curtain. I was going, get lost, get away. Seriously, this is it. It's terrible, isn't it, Beth? But you don't worry about it. And I think those sort of yeah. incidents make you think, it doesn't matter. I'm not bothered as much I mean, as I used to be. I mean, you've got me into a very small arena before. And that uh, took about 45 minutes. <laughs> I, I think if there's if, love, I don't know what it is. There's no dignity on race days. I, so. feel, I feel like if you want to... So I feel like if you want to really get to know somebody at their worst, be with them while they're trying to get a skin suit on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an icebreaker. Because this was like before Nationals, Short Course Nationals last year, and we, we'd got like ugh, very twee. We'd got like matching race suits. Obviously, Simo's fit. <laughs> um, but then I was like trying to get mine on. And it took two of us and like an hour in my flat. And I was like, on race day, I was like, this is never going to happen. And we had like scabs on our fingers when like it had taken the skin oh. off our fingers trying to pull it up. It was just a, it was a lot of, you know, <laughs> tuck and push, pinch and, pinch and pull. It was, it was awful. It's a very good icebreaker, for sure. Um, let's let's go around the houses then. Knowing now that we've all had time away from the sport and have come back to it, got, I've got two questions that kind of intertwine. The first one is, how has your relationship with swimming changed? Um, and then the second one is, what lessons have you kind of learned from, from, from a kind of mental health point of view and how you feel about the sport, whether that's training or racing or whatever? What lessons have you learned from when you used to swim? And, and Joe, for example, you can even talk about when you used to swim when you were 40. Like, it doesn't always have to be thinking about when you're age grouper. You could think about how you used to think and feel about races two, three years ago. But yeah, yeah. how has your relationship changed? And what kind of lessons have you learned? And Simo, I'll start with you and then I'll go round round the cameras. Right. Um, it's a tough question, that one, Joe. <laughs> um, I guess... <laughs> Because I was like writing some stuff down before we came on air, and uh, I guess that question, I think, what brings to my mind is like, what does swimming mean to you? Is like the sort of like the ultimate sort of, I guess, like what you're trying to get at, which is quite a fascinating question because everyone has their own sort of relationship with it, and that's what's yeah. great about the sport is that everyone has their own sort of interaction with it in all different ways and all different um, 
manners, and that's what's sort of, sort of quite interesting. Um, but I guess going to the question you asked, the relationship with swimming has changed. Is that I think I think it fluctuates. I mean, it could fluctuate at the end of every length, to be honest with you, Joe, because it it just depends what yeah. you're doing more at the time. Um, mm. But I think on the whole, it's gone from sort of positive to negative to negative to positive. There's been loads of highs and lows, but on the whole, it's I think it's become a more of a positive force in recent years. I think when I swim, I just feel better. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. You know, it doesn't matter how hard you're working. You just, at the end of a hard day, you get in the water. You can't hear anything else apart from the water rushing past you. You have that weightlessness and it just... Your own screams. Yeah. You can't hear anything else. It doesn't matter how hard they shout at you. You know, um, yeah. it seems to take the sort of the edges, you know, off off your day really you just seem to feel a lot better and a lot lighter and i always think a bit like you were saying before is about the having a break from swimming is that sometimes i will take sort of few sessions out of the week and after a hard competition Mm -hmm. just deload but you do always feel better after getting in the water and you don't really need to worry about the times that you post and it's just more about getting in and, and swimming and worrying and thinking about what it is you're doing and how you're doing it um but yeah, I yeah. Think it's definitely become a massive positive force in my life. When I swim, I do feel better. It is good for mm-hmm. mental health on a on a whole. I'd say, you know, it comes with the added stress of competition. Yeah. I can sort of park that and just say that's, you know, a bonus. I, if I swim well, I get to compete and I get to compete at really well. That's like a bonus. I just love being in the water. Mm. So, so I've got a really quick follow up question, Simo. Yeah. When you do get your negative feelings, whether it's stress around a competition or just generally feeling quite negative, would you still take that rather than not swimming at all? Oh yeah, I think that's say something that's probably changed is that I think pr- before when I was younger, is that that would be a reason for me to go. Oh God, I, I don't want to swim. But now I, mm. I think I've like, I've normalised that. That's completely normal. That like, you, you are going to yeah. feel. Like it's not going to stop me from swimming. Um, I'd rather swim than anything. And at the end of the day, I'm still going to swim. You know, if I swim rubbish at nationals, I don't swim any good races. Or you know, yeah, I swim one race. I'll still be swimming next week at training. So nothing's yeah. going to change that. Nothing's going to stop that. I'll still be back in the water yeah. because it's kind of what I love. You know, I love to hate it at times, but you yeah. do. But as soon as you get in that water, you think, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree because that's the thing I always tell myself if I've I don't know had a couple of bad races or just feel rubbish in the water and training I always tell myself but I, I could just quit tomorrow if I wanted to but I don't want to and that's what matters um but Beth same same question to you then so like kind of what's your relationship how has your relationship changed and what has changed in your mind from maybe a few years ago when you're an age grouper uh, considering that when I quit, I vowed to never ever swim ever again. <laughs> Thirteen, I think it's probably a lot more positive now. Yes. I think mainly for me, I was so good as an age grouper on. Like I, I didn't used to have to try when I was an age grouper, so I had no respect or, um, you know, I massively took it for granted when I was younger, and now I don't. I like I love swimming for swimming instead of I like it because I'm really good at it. Um, and I find like I'm I've created so much more resilience being a master swimmer because I had to come from like eight to ten years out and um, not doing a lot of training and I've had to work my way back to like the times that I was posting when I was younger and I feel like that has been 
like a real journey and it's not been like easy at all like it's been so hard and especially when you feel like you could be doing better and like balancing it with life it's that's a lot also a lot tougher than when you're just at school and you kind of like go to school obviously it's very tiring but you're like when you're a kid you just like you go to school you go swimming and it just de- like rinse and repeat and I think I'm it's a lot more humbling now than it was but like it's I get so much more out of it and it's so much more positive now yeah and yeah I guess I've just like lessons for learn I've just learned to be so resilient and that's really helped I think doing a PhD has helped my swimming resilience and swimming resilience has helped me in my PhD as well and they've kind of positively mm. fed each other even though they're both at times can be really stressful it's taught me to deal with everything manage my expectations set myself little goals and you know create a journey instead of just looking at the end point so I think yeah yeah it's just overwhelmingly positive now that's really good I, I know the journey is something you often refer to which is which is great and James you um again you've said in the past on, on this podcast that um, and I think you said earlier, actually, that you you train between work and getting home. So yes. it's it's that wind down period. So I, I guess for you, it's a very positive thing in your life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, it's sort of the love, hate, love, hate, love. Uh, you know, it's as an age grouper, thinking about it, it, it was just integral part of my life. It was just a part of learning life, you know, time management, or, you know, all the things that respect for your coaches, respect for others almost a working environment as an age group then you know as with most people got bored of it but then the only reason I came back to swimming was you know being honest I was in a very very dark place at the time physically and mentally and I had no aspirations whatsoever to compete ever again because in you know almost mirroring what Beth said I never wanted to be near a swimming pool again but I never wanted to race again and put myself under that pressure so I joined the club I was right I'm just going to train and then I think five months later, I did my first Yorkshire County Championship, just for a bit of fun. And <laughs> then, then it's it's just changed from there. It's just, you know, like I say, I was in a bad place. And as I've grown and gotten better myself, um, sort of the more more I've gotten re-involved with swimming, so to speak. So I've been back in nine years, it'll be 10 years next year. You know, sort of, I never thought 10 years ago when I just wanted to do three hour-long training sessions a week that you know i'll be doing international competitions mm. masters nationals etc etc so i never ever thought it's going to be there but as i've grown and repaired as a person you know i can take it on and i'm using swimming as the tool of, you know to to deal with demons to deal with the stresses of work to you know give a bit of balance to your life so for every bad thing you know as simo said it doesn't matter how bad your day's been you can just get in the water you can just swim. It doesn't you don't have to be at hundred percent, you don't have to be PBing, you can just get in and swim and you can switch your mind off. You, you, you can think about your stroke, you can just do some twenty fives, some fifties, some hundreds, whatever you want to do, you can just get in, block out the rest of the world, use it as a, a, a you know an isolated headspace. So it's it's always there. And you know, looking at it now, it will always be there for me because that's the joy of masters and long long may it last and uh, keep me sane yeah that's a brilliant answer Th- thanks for sharing that and so joe the thing that um that everybody said so far is that swimming has has given them resilience in other parts of their life is that something that you feel 
Yeah, definitely. I think could repeat what everyone said there, basically. But for sure, I think when I was younger, it was definitely a much love and hate thing. Um, but it taught me that discipline, that resilience, those life skills. And, and then obviously when I had the break, I never thought about it. I was glad to get away, to be honest. Um, glad to live a little bit more, not training morning and night at the time. But I think when I came back, I just love it now. I think it's that sense of belonging. And to be honest, who the guys who I swim with are fantastic. I swim with Harrogate and we train at David Lloyd in North Leeds. And and they and I've only just moved back up north for two years because I've lived in London for I don't know, thirty years. And and basically I just it they're just amazing because they make it's my they're my social, they're my friends really. That's all the friends I've sort of got up here. And they're they're ace. We have we just laugh. You know, we don't have much rest at the end of each length, unfortunately, each set, let's say. But we do, we have, well, it's great chat and loads of jokes. We we go out, you know, they've made me feel so welcome. And I just think those things are so important. You know, it, it helps. It, and it's so nice. Obviously, if I had a love-hate, I don't know if I'd be continuing with it. But I just really love it. So I, I just think, like everyone said, it just uh, puts me in a good place. For sure. Mm. No, that, that's a good answer. I think um, I remember seeing something on Facebook, which was um, things you can't live without. And it was four pictures. So it was like air, water, food, and a pool boy. And I just thought, brilliant picture. <laughs> this, this is exactly how I feel. And actually, I think, um, you know, for, for me personally, that the time in my life when swimming was most important to me was actually in lockdown. Because I think, you know, I mean, this is a completely separate conversation, but just briefly, obviously, we were all in this situation where we were at home. There were so many things we couldn't do, including swimming. But I was like, I don't want to let my swimming, uh, I don't want to let it go. I don't want to let it um, drop off because of this break. So every day I was working out in the flat. I was going out for runs because and, and having swimming in my life kept me disciplined through yeah. through COVID, whereas some of my some of my mates you know had too many beers too many chocolate bars and then suddenly found themselves post-covid thinking oh my god i've got to get back in shape now so i actually think for me having swimming just it kept me disciplined in my life when a time that would have been very very easy to just let loose a little bit so yeah that's uh it's definitely a positive for me um yeah i, I definitely want to carry on this conversation around uh, mental health on future podcasts um but we've opened we've opened the topic up now which is great um thank you very much joe james simo and beth uh, for joining us um, and we will talk again soon.